and welcome to From the Rookery End. Oh, it's one of those great moments to be a fan of Watford Football Club as we try and cheer out our lives as we follow this great football club. Because yes, ladies and gentlemen, yes, Watford won 4-0 at home to that lot at the M4. Il Trafico, as Colin called it on our WhatsApp group this week. Oh, and what a game. Um, unfortunately, I wasn't there. I was going on holiday at the time, going down towards the southwest. And, well, there was, I was listening on the radio. And we left before the game had started. And by the time, I, the signal was starting to go. But we got the first goal. And I reckon within a minute, two minutes maybe at the most, the signal had gone completely. And I, I couldn't hear what was going on. So I put on it five live. And then I had that awful moment, because they're not really following the game. There's so many things on their radar. Watford against Luton is just someone at the ground. They're going for updates every so often. And every time they said, and it's, uh, and there's been another goal, my whole body clenched, even more so than it normally does if I can't hear and be at a Watford game, clenched up. And then relief when she said it was in South Wales uh, with the, the Swansea against Cardiff game or in the, in the FA Women's Super League that, that was, game was also going on. Oh, it was such a relief. And then every so often they'd go back. And every time they went back, every time they went back, it was because Watford had scored another goal. And it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, the third one relaxed me and the fourth one just... Oh, I was completely ready for my holiday at that point when the fourth one went in. Uh, but I wasn't there. Mike was there with Jason and Geordie, and we'll hear from them in a minute. Uh, but it really sounds like we, we saw a, t- a tweet from, from Adam, uh, I think it was from the press conference, uh, the fact that yeah, the players had a meeting. The players, and only the players, had a meeting yesterday uh, before the game, uh, and that's where they sort of maybe have sorted themselves out. Uh, really interesting. Literally this week, I've been watching a, a documentary on, on Disney uh, with Tom Brady, the quarterback uh, for the... In the NFL, famous course for the Patriots, and he sort of said when the Patriots were at their best, he said they didn't feel responsible to the fans, they didn't feel responsible to the management, they had to feel responsible to the person sat next to you in the, in the locker room. And I think that if that's what's happened, then I really believe that could be, as it was the last time we were promoted and in the back in the championship, you know, that seemed to be the, the thing that, that really got our season underway. And if they've sorted all that out, within themselves, then this is really going to be, hopefully, the start of the season. And, and, a, and a game like this against Luton, it can only be a start to something more than just this post-match euphoria. In fact, we had it a couple of weeks ago against Norwich, and it disappeared quite quickly uh, after playing Millwall in the week. But let's, let's go and see what it was like for them in the stadium at Vicarage Road. Over to you, Mike. Jason and Jordan. Here we go then, Sunday, October the 23rd, a few minutes before 12 o'clock, and what is now a sunny Sunday afternoon, the first derby between Watford and them up the road for 16 years. It may be cold, it may be wet, it may have been a miserable morning, it may be time for brunch not time for football but it's got that big match feel about it uh, it's great to be back really it's great to be at a game like this these are the games that really as supporters you've got to enjoy let's hope we're able to do that let's hope it's a decent game most importantly of all come on you horns
When we got here, we were slightly worried. It was slightly ominous. The, it was, there was thunder and lightning in the air. The, the, the sky made it look like it was about nine o'clock at night. The omens were not good. But just before kickoff, about half an hour before kickoff, the clouds parted, the sun came out, and Watford came out to play, didn't they, Jase? They did, and uh, I, I'm probably not alone in saying I was nervous coming to this game. <clears throat> Can't say I was particularly... Uh, Looking forward to it. I was, I was very, very worried about what might happen. Um, but thankfully, it took us a couple of minutes to uh, allay any fears. And, and I think the atmosphere was good at the start, which I think was important. Let's get your take, Geordie, on the, on the atmosphere. Talk to us about the atmosphere in there today. Because before, about 10 minutes to, before, before kickoff, I was looking around, there's empty seats. I thought, oh, has, has Millwall not the stuffing out of everyone combined with the weather, the 12 o'clock kickoff? We were like, oh, gosh, it doesn't really feel like Derby Day. And then with about 5 2. It kind of, that blue touch paper was lit and kind of stayed lit all afternoon, didn't it? It did, yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. Apologies if, uh, if we all start having little uh, <laughs> kind of adolescent horse uh, voices as, we, as it's only going from all the shouting we were doing today. Yeah, I think, I think it's one of those games where obviously the apprehension from, from the midweek and the kind of inconsistency and the fear that, oh, Christ, not them getting either further ahead of us and whatnot. People's routines would have been scuppered. And it's one of those games, if, if they had gone ahead in the first five minutes, it would have been completely dead. So but they didn't, and it was, it was amazing, wasn't it? But people say, you know, do the players lead the fans on or do the fans lead the players on? Well, this was almost like a, a virtuous circle where they came out, they, they fought from the beginning. You know, I remember I was watching the game on, on Wednesday thinking, oh, on the last pod we said, you know, Jack Pedro, loser, these flair players you've got, they know to put their the effort in they, they get stuck in and then we saw them basically everyone go to, to Millwall and roll over and get their tummies tickled when they, came, they turned up today they put the effort in they didn't get intimidated by an inferior team frankly mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. they stood up to it they, they, they met fire with fire they didn't complain every single one of them you know Gosling you know I said he kind of he summoned, summoned his inner cherry which is, which is exactly what we need and what I loved about, the, about when that atmosphere did catch light when they announced the Luton side yeah. it was almost European in the way that yeah. it was the boos and the whistles yeah. I, I loved the pantomime of it all yeah. it was great fun wasn't it? And, and obviously it helps when your team's winning but yeah just the, 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 the booing and the sort of anti-Luton songs it, it's just fun to be part of it yeah. when your team's winning it's yeah. great and sort of back to I guess back to the, 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 the sort of opening and the first goal um, we did yeah so yeah, talk us through it, Jase. How how did we do it? What happened? This, I mean, what happened this afternoon? It was our first attack, wasn't it? I think, and 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 we we played to our strengths. We got Saar on the ball. We, we talked about it before. Saar should be a player that teams are afraid of, and there were men around him. He, oh yeah, he created space, created space down the left for Hassan to run into, which he did. Got the ball right. Good ball into the box. Davis got on the end of it. I'm not sure was it sort of the side of his foot. It was it was a quite an acrobatic effort. And it's a sort of goal, in... sort of goal that Josh Sargent usually scores <laughs> against us. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and a, and a great finish. And like everyone's like absolutely buzzing because we got off to such a great start. But it it was yeah it, it it wasn't that difficult really, was it? In terms of how we played it, how we created the space, and, and everyone seemed to be on the same page. Which at, at times this season, when we when it's not been going well, we haven't. So what? One player might be trying to play one pass or trying to create space somewhere and no one's running into it. And, and there were a couple of times when it happened today, I thought, slightly on the wrong wavelength. But mm-hmm. overall, they were. And the press, I think, was the most important thing for me. And again, it might sound a bit obvious because the two goals in the second half came from the, from the R pressing. But you've got, if you're going to do it, everyone's got to be committed to it. And I think we saw, at times, Hamza Chowdhury... We know how he loves to play, and it, and it really suited him. He was getting stuck in today, 
timing the tackles to perfection. But he was pushing well up the pitch, part of that press. And when you see that happening, you know, it, 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 yeah, you know it's going to be good. You know it's going to work. Should work. Only a, a sort of top side is going to going to beat you against that. Oh, what did I say? That makes sense. Jason, Jordy, I make you absolutely right. I think. You've got to look at it in the context of the of Derby Day, and there was a lot. Everything, everything. The message from supporters today was they've got to go out and leave it all out there, and they absolutely did do that. And and credit to them, chapeau, hat tip, whatever, high five, fist bump, fair play to them. They did what everyone is scrolling through Twitter this morning. Let them know how much this means, and they went out there and, and delivered. But really, there's more to it than that, isn't there? And I think what was what was pleasing that. Yes, we, met, we, we stood up to them which in the way that we didn't on Wednesday night. We stood up to what we knew was going to come up against us, an organised, tough side. But like you say, Geordie, inferior in terms of quality. But that, that's, we've come unstuck against teams like that before. And the fact that we actually did just went toe-to-toe. And, but the, thing that, the really, really pleasing thing for me, and a, a million times more pleasing, is the fact that we were able to do it today, was like you say, Jace, getting those attacking players... Into the, into the right positions and, and just and just getting them into 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 the game. Cabba, how are you feeling? Good. Feeling good. good. Uh, well, how would you rank the players out of ten? Sorry. How would you how would you rank the players out of ten? Eleven. Yes, Cabba. Sorry, I had to ask. Uh, that was Christian Cabaselli. He tried to sneak past, but he got a got a quick word. Eleven out of ten, you see, from Christian Cabaselli. And I, I, the only criticism I, I had was that. You mentioned it there, Jace, just slightly on the on the wrong wavelength, and I think there were times when we could have got Ismail Asar in a couple of times. The way Keenan Davis drives on is 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 really sort of fascinating to watch, isn't it? The way he sort of seems to have the ball not under control, yeah. and then uh, and I think that was important. Because all, what what I saw today, particularly noticeable more in the first half, I think was Jao Pedro dropping deeper. I think to sort of help out the defender and perhaps to, to add some creativity deeper in midfield without loser. And then Davis then sort of drops in a bit more to to fill that gap. So we've got someone to give the ball to. And yeah, he did such a great job of yeah getting the ball, holding it up, turn and, and the turning, just just turning and then going at players. Not just Davis, but but Pedro as well. Um, Saar and, and Semmer from their wide positions. Semmer loves to. We know what Semmer loves to do. He loves to just sort of. Back to back to a defender, roll round them, and off he goes. And, and we saw some of that today. And I, I thought, yeah, he had a really good game today. He was definitely up for the fight. They they all were, but yeah, Ken particularly. There, he he drew a few challenges, didn't he? Got a few whacks, as they all did. Um, just it just I'm waffling because it just felt so good all round. It's been a long time since I have been at a game where I've seen us be Luton, and it means so much. It's fantastic. Loving it. I can. Uh, yeah. There's. I have not seen many unhappy faces walking past me. Let's. Uh, let's put it that way, Jordi. I want to put it to you. While just while we're talking about that that attacking threat, it felt to me that the. I'm going to say the word again because I, I can't come up with anything better. But that blue touch paper was kind of lit by Jao. It felt like he was the one that that took them. He said, "Right, I'm not having it today. We're better." We're gonna, I'm going to show him, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drag this team forward. Fair to say that certainly in the first half, perhaps Zhao, man of the first half? Yeah, I think, I think um, Zhao is, is probably the most influential player, one, one we miss most. He has that, he has that uh, physicality and that drive and that confidence, I think, Espria, we hope we'll have in a couple of years once he's had the evolution that, that Zhao has. But Zhao is now a, a, gone from being this little slip of a boy to being essentially a leader on, on, on the pitch and as much of a captain in the way he, in the way he plays but 
in the way he, he leads as well. So yeah, absolutely, uh, and we need that. We you know we spoke last time around. If if we can get Davis, Saar, Espria, Zhao to do their jobs, let them do their jobs, and everyone else just competently do the rest. We won't let many go as many goals in as we score. And today we scored, we scored four. But everybody, everybody, and there's, you know, people saying, oh, you know, the, 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 will they understand it? Will they understand it? Well, they have derbies in Brazil. They have derbies yeah, everywhere. Yeah. They understand yeah. this, and they probably realised there was a. Um, a real opportunity for... I mean, Luton's like a trump card. It's like a times 10. Like if, if we'd lost the, off, off the back of Millwall, the, the, the consequences would have been times 10. And the redemption now... Millwall, you know, as much as we were spitting feathers in midweek, is now forgotten. Everyone's walking out, like you say, with huge smiles, all jubilant. I think, I think that the, the team have showed themselves. And I think Luton had the chance to kill us this season today. If, they, if they'd beaten us, that times 10, you know, we would have compared it. We were in the cup final when they were in League One. And now look at them ahead of us beating us on our own turf. It would have turned toxic on social media. This is what a 4-0 win can do. We only, they only come along every 20-odd years. So we, we, we enjoy them, we embrace them. But now, and we spoke last time about it being a, a potential uh, season starts here. Well, season starts here, part four. But... <laughs> But this showed the players, you know, Jason was talking about the odd thing going wrong, but they go wrong because you try them. You know, it's easy to pass the ball back, pass it safe, keep it safe. You know, there were, there were a few errant passes, but that's why we're in the championship. That's why these players are playing for Watford. And they are still, you know, we've, we've lost loser. That could have been a huge loss. I think the fact that the players have won this game in the way they won it, everybody playing their role. Yeah. Um, for even Gaspar and, Ka- and Kalu when they came, everyone played their role. Well, look, it's a, it's a performance that, we, as supporters, we can be proud of, and it's something that we can get behind. Luton or, or otherwise, whoever we played today, I think we would have beaten comfortably. And I mean that in anyone in the division. They, they raised their game and they got their best players, the, the match winners, involved. Jason, I just want to... Geordie mentioned it there. Imran Loser obviously looks like he's going to be out for a significant period of time. That's a big worry. Certainly when you've looked at our midfield previously, I think today it's difficult to look at today as in how we replicate that going forward because it just doesn't happen. Midfield, have you seen what have you seen today that can give us any sort of hope in that in that area for the rest of the rest of the season? I think it, with Chowdhury and Coimbe today, I think um, we saw two very good performances, sort of relatively speaking, compared to how they've played. Certainly for Coimbe this season, you mentioned about who, who we could have played anyone today and beaten them. Luton came and played a certain way, and I and I don't think it's just sort of rose tinted or yellow tinted glasses when we say they were they were just looking for a fight. I think they thought they could turn up and just bully us into submission. They they were grappling and and digging in and sort of kicking at every opportunity and and we stood up to that we stood up to that and Kayembe and Chowdhury certainly a, a big part of that but then also just the the positional sense of the players as well the way we played out from the back they were making themselves available which I think is something we've highlighted on here before players weren't making themselves available and you could see the triangle that they're trying to make centre backs not going straight to the full-backs, looking inside, Camby and Hamza Chowdhury both available, they receive the ball, comfortable enough on it, they then look to the full-backs, full-backs are there, full-backs then looking up the line, if it's not there, it's coming back, because those two midfielders are finding space again, and that was good to see, and as I said, I think Jao Pedro dropping deeper gave another option, and eventually you could sort of try and get the ball to him, and then we were able to drive, or we'd play a longer ball up to Davis again, like we said, dropping deeper, able to turn and go and drive. So, yeah, that, that, that looked really good. Obviously, other teams will come and play us and play differently. We may sit deeper and we may look to need to be creative elsewhere, but yeah, that's, that's one for Billich to sort out. Absolutely. Geordie, let's just have a quick word about the defence. They had precious little to do today, which is, which is good. But what they did do, they, they did all right. And I think maybe, and then just thinking while Chase was talking there, Coming on with with the game one was a, was a nice one for for Mario Gaspar, but he did 
buster gut to get down the right hand side and again you know adrenaline flowing crowd behind you three four nil up whatever easy to do that any takeaways from from that defense um, jason and i before you you got here uh geordie would say how good craig cathcart was i think that's that's a given with him in the side watford are just significantly better especially at championship level he makes watford's defense much much more solid you shouldn't notice centre-backs really and you don't notice him in the, in the best possible way. Any takeaways for you from the, from the defence? Or did we just not have to worry today because Watford were so good uh, and we did all our work in the other two-thirds of the pitch? No, I, think, I think the defence deserves as much credit as a midfield and attack, to be honest. Um, no, you said that Luton turned up for a scrap. You, you, you could see how they were pushing and jostling off the ball. If our defenders weren't up for it, then, yeah. then we would have... That, that, that virtuous circle of the of us starting strong and imposing ourselves and the fans getting behind it and it becoming essentially a carnival because we it, we weren't hanging on at any point. We were, yeah, we were I think that's a good point actually. That it's easy to sort of bask in the warm afterglow of this of this four 0 win and easy for me to say you know we steamrolled them, which in effect we did. But we did have to earn that, right? Didn't we? You're right. We did have to. There was that. And, and perhaps I've, I've underestimated or underplayed that the, the the sort of battle that they had to do early doors just to earn that and earn the right to go on and do what we did. Yeah, I mean Kamara and Gosling on the sides. You know they're not the, the biggest guys, and they were they were targeted. I mean, uh, the, uh, I think Luton had a, like an eleven foot tall striker at one point, and he was trying to go up against Kamara, and Kamara was you know leaping up like a like a child trying to get something out of his parents' hands that he's not allowed, but bother, bothering him. You know, and that's what you got to do. You got to get involved. You can't say if I'm not going to win the ball, I'm not going to challenge for it. I'm going to put him off. I'm going to get stuck in. The way they supported the wingers on the, on the, the, the fullback supported the wingers was was very important because you've got these inverted wingers now. True, he scored. <laughs> you know? yeah, yeah, so yeah. you know there's a couple of errant, errant uh, passes, which you know is fine because they're they're on they're pressure on us as well, and they're trying to trying to stop us playing out. But the defence had an important role to play. One was obviously the basics of defending and and imposing themselves. But then they they, they were fundamental to our to our to our gameplay. They allowed the midfield to push on. They allowed the wingers to do their business. So I think the, you know, one is a clean sheet. I think that even Backman gets credit because he made a couple of saves. I think. It's easy to look at the defenders when we let a goal in and say it's their fault because it's the last thing you see before the goal goes in. And often it's a midfielder who's not made a run yeah. or an attacker who, who's, who's lost the ball in the middle of the park who doesn't get the, the criticism. So I think, you know, when, as much as we're willing to criticise the defenders, I think we need to stand up and say today they were excellent. Uh, all of them, not, not 100%. Because there was a few odd, odd passes, but Cathcart did a great tackle, looked like a throwback, like Manuel Britos, uh, Miguel Britos rather would have, <laughs> would have, would have loved it, you know. Um, so, so no, I think the defence were, were perfectly good. Whether that's the answer, that's another story. But for today, they were perfect. It's given us smiles on our faces, which we didn't think we were going to have when we woke up this morning necessarily. Who wants to go first? Put your arms in the air. Moment of the match, moment of the day. What's your favourite? I think mine is that that pre-match. It felt. Like Watford fans were on it today. I love the fact that when the when the opposition team were being being read out uh, at halftime, I think the uh, announcer Tim said it's uh, Watford two, our visitors nil. There's all that sort of stuff about not not naming it. I thought I just thought the atmosphere today was was, was brilliant. It felt like a derby day, and it felt I got what I wanted out of it. Even if the game hadn't necessarily gone the way we wanted, it felt like an exciting event here at Vicarage Road, which which hasn't been the case for for a little while. So just that that pre-match when it when it all sparked was was brilliant for me it felt like yeah we're back and we can just enjoy, we should should just be able to enjoy this Jace you've got one your yeah, moment of the day I, I think something less less obvious but it was that Jao Pedro running the first half where he picked up the ball um, sort of quite quite deep and, it, and I think it summed up my day because he sort of got it and he was sort of looking to, to turn and I was a bit oh don't 
messed this up. It could go horribly wrong. And then he sort of got away from one. Oh, yeah, right. He's got out of trouble right now. Simple pass. No, he's gone past the next man <laughs> and the next. And he's away. And you just sort of, oh, great. Nothing came of it. But it was just a sort of a, a, a great sort of metaphor for the day. A bit nervous at the first, but it was brilliant and made them look stupid. Love that. And uh, Daniel Backman had a, had a bit of that, didn't he? He sent, uh, he sent the Luton striker for a biscuit when he uh, was trying to close him down. That one, I was just nervous. I, 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 yeah, there, yeah, were a lot of cheer, there were a lot of cheers when he did it. And I'm just sat there going, don't, don't do that again. <laughs> right. Two champagne moments of the uh, the day so far. Geordie, what have you got? Let's end on a high. Well, also a Jao Pedro moment. So I think Jason's one just was um, it was Jao paying tribute to uh, Douglas Rinaldi, which was nice. Touch. <laughs> um, with that moving. You know, well, that's what days like today are all about, aren't they? Paying, paying tribute to Douglas Rinaldi. If yeah. you can't remember him on a day like today, <laughs> then, then what can we? Um, but, uh, I'd say my, my favourite moment, uh, well, there's so many to choose from, but one that kind of made me chuckle a little bit was uh, at the end of the first half, we won it up and we're faffing around with the corner uh, and the Luton fans take a moment to start singing... Uh, when you're up when you're wasting time or something, something, something like that and it was it, we were wasting time to basically lull them into a sense of stupor because <laughs> uh, we swung it in he got, uh, I think it was Davis headed it back in and then uh, Ekong made it uh, de Kong made it 2-0 and it's a bit like shut, shut up <laughs> there, was a, there was a magnificent couple of moments towards the end uh, as well when the, uh, the family stand was serenading what was left yeah. of the, uh, the Luton tra- uh, travelling travelling support so there we have it apologies if this uh, this podcast has been, been a bit in and out John isn't here to guide us uh, I've been left I don't even know if we've recorded this properly so there'll be wind interference there'll be bits that don't sound great but there you go that's how it goes on Derby Day it's ended at Watford at Vicarage Road at the home of football drink it in lads and lasses drink it in enjoy this moment we've had it a rough old couple of weeks a rough old couple of months there'll be rough old weeks and couple of months ahead of us so enjoy this milk it drink it in for all it's worth Watford 4 Luton nil. it's happened again it's happened again come on you horns